Hello, and welcome to People of the Pod, brought to you by American Jewish Committee. Each week, we take you beyond the headlines to help you understand what they all mean for America, Israel, and the Jewish people. I'm your host, Manya Brashear-Pashman. This May, AJC is proud to celebrate Jewish American Heritage Month and the countless contributions that Jewish Americans have made. Patriotic citizens, creative artists, brilliant scientists, lightning-fast athletes, one of whom we heard from last week. Returning to the studio to help us kick off the celebration is AJC CEO Ted Deutsch. Ted, welcome back to People of the Pod. It's great to be back. Thanks, Manya. So I want to start with a progress report. You have been CEO now for... I'm going to count on my fingers here, October, November, December, seven months now. You've got to get onto your second hand already as you count. (laughs) Which means this time last year, you were still a congressman. So what's remarkably different about your life now, your mission and your day-to-day approach to that mission? Well, the day-to-day work is very different. And I'd start with the most obvious. I came from a place that was by definition, political. Everything about it was driven by politics. I worked really hard to focus on the issues that mattered to me and my community, but there were always political considerations. Now, as the CEO of American Jewish Committee, I have the incredible honor of spending every day working with a supremely talented team here at AJC, remarkable volunteers and lay leaders, with one mission, and that's to think about how we can do more to enhance the well-being of the Jewish people in Israel and advance democratic values. And every issue I work on, I'm passionate about, and it matters to me. It matters to my core. It affects who I am and my family and my community. And it's a big difference. It's just a big privilege to be able to spend my days this way now. So what have some of the milestones been so far? AJC, as the global advocacy organization for the Jewish people, has been doing incredible work in the United States and all around the world for more than a century. But to bring those two things together, as we did in our advocacy with the Biden administration to urge them to create a national action plan to combat anti-Semitism, seeing them move forward and announce that plan, and then bringing to the White House special envoys to combat anti-Semitism from around the world that we had helped create. And as we worked in other countries, as they prepared their own action plans to confront anti-Semitism and foster Jewish life, this was an opportunity to bring the experiences together so that they could share their insight into what's worked and what hasn't in their own countries so that our own administration can come up with something meaningful as we seek to strike back against anti-Semitism. That is something that I'm really proud of. And being able to travel around the country and around the world as I have to meet with Jewish communities in all parts of America and all corners of the world and to be reminded of just how much we have in common, it sounds obvious and probably silly to say, But when you're speaking with university students in Paris and you realize that the things that they're focused on, the challenges they face and anti-Semitism and anti-Israel sentiment that they deal with is not unlike what our campus leaders in America are dealing with 
and knowing that we can bring them together as we will at our global forum or spending time with communities from across Latin America. And when we all got together in Mexico City to talk about the ways to ensure a strong future for the Jewish community and meeting LIFT students, our high school program, Leaders for Tomorrow, meeting the high school students that we're helping to train to be the leaders of the next generation and be inspired by what they've already taken from this program, whether it's in Atlanta or in Chicago or any of the other places that I've had the opportunity to travel. There's a lot that we've done. There's a lot that I'm really excited about. And as you point out, it's just barely been seven months. Shortly after you began, there was kind of a a torrent of anti-Semitic incidents, rhetoric that was on social media in the celebrity world. And I'm curious if that kind of took you aback because it happened right after you started your position. And do you feel like you've made some progress in that sphere as well in terms of educating celebrities, creative artists, and the like? It happened immediately after, almost as if it were planned to happen right when I started. But I've been clear about this, as horrific as that was, there was a national conversation that started that I don't remember seeing before. And to have the chance to talk about the Jewish community and anti-Semitism and the issues that AJC works on, on national television on a regular basis and help elevate the importance of these issues for the broader community was an important moment for me and for AJC and for the Jewish community to really focus on what we do and the fact that our call to action against anti-Semitism is a document that the rest of the country can look to, Jews and non-Jews alike, for ways that they can be involved to combat anti-Semitism. And since all of this happened and since we've found ourselves in the middle of this conversation, there's been a real interest in looking at all of the ways that government and education and law enforcement and corporate America and social media can all play their part. And yes, there's a, a special opportunity for the creative community. I was in Los Angeles recently with Doug Emhoff, with The Second Gentleman, We did a program for executives and agents and music and studio executives to talk about anti-Semitism, the things that they can do, all with the understanding that content really drives so much of what we think about in our country. And we want people to be aware of this rising anti-Semitism and make sure that there's an understanding as well of what the Jewish community is and what the Jewish community isn't, and to be careful not to advance anti-Semitic tropes and to reflect the diversity of the Jewish community and to acknowledge the great diversity within Israel. These are conversations that are taking place there. They're taking place with media. I've met with a number of media outlets, again, just to make sure that some of these issues that we know are so challenging and sometimes complicated deserve a full airing, and we need to start with what is true about our community and about the things we care about. We've worked hard to accomplish that. And I just want to remind listeners that it's Kanye West. It was the comments from Kanye West that just kept coming. And yeah, you're right. It was days after you started your job that we were we were addressing that. It was Congress that named the month of May Jewish American Heritage Month, or JAM, as we affectionately call it around here. How did you celebrate it on Capitol Hill? Well, there were receptions, and we usually did a statement in Congress. 
We looked for opportunities to help elevate the issue. This is an important opportunity for the community. It happens every May. Most people, I'm not embarrassed to say, although I will be next year if this is still the case, but I'm not embarrassed to say that most people didn't know that May was Jewish American Heritage Month. They're obviously familiar with the steps Congress took to create Black History Month and Women's History Month and, and so many others. But here we are at this moment in Congress, when I, I was a member of Congress, we tried to remind people what was happening, but there's so much more. And this year in particular, in light of what the community has been facing, the timing of Jewish American Heritage Month is really important. And it's something that we're really trying to take advantage of, frankly. So now how do you celebrate it as you lead a Jewish nonprofit? Is that very different, what you're experiencing this year? Well, it is. And again, I, it means I get to spend a lot of my time thinking about all of the ways that we can draw people's attention to this month. It gives me a chance to think about the prominent Jewish Americans who contribute to our country in, in so many ways that, that help strengthen it. And for us here at AJC, we've worked really hard focusing specifically at the outset of this month on elected officials, state, local, and federal, and business leaders just to come in and acknowledge Jewish American Heritage Month and look for their own ways to recognize the contributions that Jewish Americans have made to our country. We have a resource to do that. It's AJC.org slash Jewish American Heritage Month, of all things, which helps elected officials know what this is and how they can be involved and tells business leaders how they can acknowledge this month. And it's so important this year, especially when so much of the conversation has been about anti-Semitism and about hatred and about that really a, a debate that's being, a conversation that's being driven by those who want to divide the country and to spread false stereotypes and conspiracy theories about Jews and the Jewish community. Here is the perfect opportunity for us to set the record straight. So you raise an important point um, that the people who should be driving the conversation about Jewish American heritage or driving the conversation in our community should not be the anti-Semites. It should be the Jewish community itself. So is this month kind of a rare opportunity or a platform to move the needle when it comes to awareness of anti-Semitism? Or is that not what this month is necessarily about? I mean, why is it on the calendar? It is not a month about anti-Semitism any more than Black History Month is a month about racism. These are important milestones for our two communities to celebrate the contributions of our communities to the American story. That's what Jewish American Heritage Month is. The best way to push back against the anti-Semites is to marginalize them and is to give more people the opportunity to actually get to know the Jewish community, who we are, the diversity within the Jewish community, the fact that the Jewish community is not just a religion, but a people and a culture and a group that has contributed so much throughout our nation's history. That's what this is really about. And by the way, it's going to have the added benefit of reducing anti-Semitism because anti-Semitism preys on, on false narratives and conspiracy theories and providing facts and helping to educate people about who we really are is the great opportunity that we have in front of us. So I'm curious, you, you talked about traveling the world and spending time with Jewish communities around the globe. 
celebrating many Shabbats abroad. Have you encountered comparable commemorations and kind of time set aside for Jewish heritage in those countries, or any heritage for that matter? I mean, Arab Americans in France or Asian Pacific Islanders in Germany. First, I would note that May is also AAPI Heritage Month here in the United States, and AJC is working with partners in the AAPI community in a number of our regions to do joint programming because, again, important contributions to American history from both of our communities. Uh, Around the world, I I don't know of anything specifically comparable. I know in Europe, there's a Europe-wide day to acknowledge the contributions of the Jewish community. There's a Jewish culture festival in Krakow that has become fairly popular. I was in Mexico City just recently, and I know that in Mexico and Argentina, there are opportunities to celebrate the Jewish community. I don't know anything quite like this. I know that in Europe, a lot of the plans that were created to combat anti-Semitism also include specific ways to foster Jewish life. And one of the ways to do that is to highlight the history of the Jewish community in each of those countries. So why does America devote an entire month to all the, the many diverse heritages, ethnicities that make up our country. Why is this an American concept? Well, Manya, I don't know what the thinking was in moving forward with these designations, but it is in many ways the most American idea. This is what America is. It's who we are. It's this great collection of all different groups and faiths and nationalities and all contributing to create this remarkable country that we're so privileged to live in, a country with challenges that we can only overcome by working together. Anti-Semitism, by the way, one of those challenges that it doesn't just affect the Jewish community, it affects everyone, but having specific times to pause to think about the contributions from each of those communities, when you add them all up, suddenly you've got a year's worth of contributions from the great diversity within our country to celebrate. And I think that's the way we need to think about it. This isn't about May. This is, as you point out, about this collection of months throughout the year where we can celebrate the contributions from individual groups, which overall reflect and contribute to the great diversity and great successes that we've had. I want to switch countries and talk a little bit about Israel. Israel has been going through a pretty difficult few months um, between its internal political debate over judicial review and the ongoing threats of terrorism. Just this week, more rocket attacks from the Gaza Strip. What would be your message to American Jews who are concerned about what they're seeing there? Well, I understand the concern Obviously, this most recent barrage of rockets is a reminder that while we're focused, and there's so much attention here in our country, to the politics in Israel, to the protests, to the workings of the Knesset and the government, and whether there's going to be some sort of judicial reform and what it looks like and how to protect civil liberties and minority rights and checks and balances— While all of those conversations are taking place, 100-plus rockets reminds us that we have a whole lot to be vigilant about, and Israel's security is not something that we can ever take for granted. 
and that it's important to note that all of those protesters in Israel, whether they're protesting on Saturday nights on a regular basis against judicial reform, or they were part of the big protest of people who turned out in Jerusalem to support judicial reform, all of them understand the threats that the country faces externally. And I understand concerns. I I just think it's important to remember that standing together in support of the country doesn't mean that we don't have specific opinions about things that happen within the country. It doesn't mean that everyone comes at their connection to Israel the same way, but it does remind us that being united as rockets fall, as Israel confronts these threats, is really important not only for Israel, but I think for diaspora Jewry as well. We are holding our first global forum under your leadership in Tel Aviv next month on the occasion of Israel's 75th birthday. So what are you hoping participants take away from that event, especially in light of what we just discussed, the difficulties and the many, many tensions that have to be managed there? Well, the one thing that I know people will take away is the importance of being there. The fact that at this moment, when history is being made, the opportunity to be in Israel, not only to focus on judicial reform and the political challenges and the security threats, but to also be in this incredibly vibrant and diverse and beautiful country and to be reminded of the important place that Israel plays in the world in technology and in innovation and in, in, in humanitarian circles and in combating climate change and all of the ways, and we can go on and on, that this tiny little country is doing such remarkable things, um, and that all of that is continuing even as hundreds of thousands of people are marching in the streets, that's what people will take away from this. You want to be there when history is being written. You want to be part of the history that's being written now and showing up in Israel and coming together at AJC Global Forum is, well, for me, clearly, it's the best way to do that. In other words, people should be excited about the democracy swirling all around them while they're experiencing Israel. I've had friends reach out to invite us to come to the protests. I've had other friends reach out to tell me that they're looking forward to talking about the challenges of the Supreme Court as it currently exists. I've told them AJC's views on the importance of where this is going and and the importance of shared democracy between the United States and Israel. And the response, again, from everyone on whatever, wherever they are on the political spectrum in Israel is, okay, well, it's just important that you're coming. We may agree with you completely. We may disagree with you. But as American Jews, your voice matters And this is the opportunity to share it. And it's the opportunity to hear directly from Israeli leaders and from global leaders who will be joining us literally from around the world because they share in our commitment to safeguard Israel's place in the world. And it's those diplomatic efforts that help us do our work around the world. But at this moment, will allow all of us to focus on all that's happening in Israel. Ted, thank you so much for joining us for the party, for coming to jam with us. (laughs) And I look forward to more celebrating in Tel Aviv. Thank you so much. Manya, I look forward to it as well, celebrating with you and everyone who's listening. It's going to be a remarkable trip. But remember, we still have all of jam ahead of us. 
May has only just begun. All right. Happy jam. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by AJC. Our producer is Atara Lakritz. Our sound engineer is TK Broderick. You can subscribe to People of the Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or learn more at ajc.org slash peopleofthepod. The views and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the positions of AJC. We'd love to hear your views and opinions or your questions. You can reach us at peopleofthepod at ajc.org. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to tell your friends, tag us on social media with hashtag peopleofthepod, and hop on to Apple Podcasts to rate us and write a review to help more listeners find us. Tune in next week for another episode of People of the Pod. 